Do you know how to publish podcasts? Not yet, but we're going to figure it out together, aren't we? Welcome to the Bill Plate. Uh, I'm your co-host, Asher, and I also have my brother, Redmaker Bro, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of different things. Um, the build plate, which represents um, actually a legit build plate within uh, a, 3D, a 3D printer, it's the bottom part where you build things. And so what we're going to do is we're going to basically be telling stories, building on things, telling you about how excited we are about certain things in our lives. And so... We are going to go ahead and jump right into it. But before I, I kind of jump into what we have planned, because this podcast is really a collection of, of Redmaker Bros and my passions and excitements. Um, and one of um, Redmaker Bros uh, passions is 3D printing. And so can you just explain a little bit about what the build plate is and how it meshes to bring this podcast together uh, for our, our listeners? Yeah, Absolutely. Thank you, Asher, for introducing us again. Welcome, everybody, to uh, our podcast, The Build Plate. Uh, Well, what does The Build Plate have to do with us naming our podcast after it? Well, The Build Plate in 3D printing is actually the uh, bottom plate where the, the 3D printer actually builds up layer by layer each part or design that you're printing. So we decided to name our podcast The Build Plate because each of us, Asher and myself, Brad Maker Bro, we each have very unique uh, hobbies and um, different passions. And we believe that if we together bring those together, it will be like one layer on top of each other and it will build a really unique and interesting experience for you guys. Yeah, it's it's going to be absolutely exciting. You guys are in for a ride. We are going to be talking about things that you probably have heard about, giving our take on it, and then also things that you probably haven't heard about, especially in the world of 3D printing. Uh, Redmaker Bro is crazy, man. He's got some designs that will blow your mind out. So, uh, you know, that's basically kind of uh, what our podcast is about. We're going to be focusing on a lot of a lot of tech, a lot of 3D printing, a lot of video games. Um, and a lot of kind of what's going on with the world right now, because we're both kind of into uh, how that affects us. So um, that that is us. That's the Bill Plate. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And we're kind of kind of getting right into it. Uh, Redmaker Bro has been basically a hobbyist of 3D printing for quite some time. He actually has his own Etsy shop where he does uh, 3D prints for uh, these like cool little darts, uh, dart holders, which again, um, we'll have his Etsy shop in the link so you can kind of get a better look at it. But um, he's kind of been, been working a little bit uh, just because he's kind of been quarantined a little bit. Uh, our boy got COVID. Um, actually, <laughs> about that, how, how is that going? Are you feeling okay? Like tell us about when you found out about COVID, were you like, when you saw that positive test, were you like that teenage girl that found out she was pregnant and she didn't know. And she was like, <laughs> or like, what was it? No, I absolutely was not like that. I, I kind of um, felt like uh, I, I had it because I lost a sense of taste more than anything. So I lost my taste and my smell and that kind of led me to go get tested. So again, I'm a lucky, I'm one of the lucky ones. I didn't have any severe symptoms. I did end up losing my smell and my taste. I woke up one morning, I couldn't taste my coffee and that really kind of 
uh, pissed me off a little bit. <laughs> to be honest Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you wake up, you want a fresh cup of coffee, you go to taste it and it's like, oh God, what is this? I'm drinking water. I want coffee. You know, I didn't even get excited that morning. I was like, I can't even wake up today. But anyways, uh, with that being said, you mentioned I'm going to talk about uh, 3D printing. So I'll go ahead and jump right into that. So this week, uh, what I'll be talking about in terms of 3D printing is what things known as lithothanes. And lithothanes are um, basically a very thin 3D print that is printed in the Z-axis. Once it's printed, you get a little card about the size of a picture, and it doesn't really look like anything. But then as soon as you hold this up to light, it turns into a picture. It's like magic. And this is called a lithothane. Um, so this... I, I was experimenting with it. I saw a lot of videos because I'm very invested in YouTube and all the all the 3D printing videos. And I saw so many people doing this. And I said, hey, let me try it. And I was scared for a while to do it because I said, I could never make something like this. But then all one day I was like, I'm, I'm bored this week. Let me just throw throw something together. So I went to the internet, make my little thing.com. And I went ahead and uploaded an image <clears throat> of Gina and I. Um, who's my fiance and I uploaded it into um, this website and I was very surprised like within a second I had this automatic um, STL which is like a 3D drawing of my picture and it was crazy because all I had to do then was import that into um, my slicer which is a program that takes that that uh, 3D drawing and actually slices it into very individual layers and then I went ahead and put that into my slicing program Cura which is one I prefer. You can use like Simplify 3D or they have Prusa Slicer. They have so many different slicing softwares that would do the same thing, which is to take your uh, 3D drawing, which comes in the .stl format and make it into a bunch of different layers. Um, so I put it into Cura and I made sure that I had 100% infill, which means that the plastic will fill that 3D drawing as it prints it 100% with plastic. There won't be any open air gaps and I hit print and then I went to sleep in four and a half hours later I had a credit card shaped piece which I took off the bill plate when it was done and I put it up to the light and lo and behold this uh, image came alive it was like a black and white image but it looked exactly like the image that I made to little thing so that, that is my is update so that's cool. what I'm working on this week that is like freaking awesome man and, and that's so cool because you can take that and do that with pretty much any photo, right? So you can take, you can essentially take maybe like the coolest moment of your life or maybe not a, a cool moment, like a doll life, uh, a doll life moment. <laughs> and, and you can make it into a, a kind of 3D picture, which it's kind of cool because like maybe right, you can have right. it on your desk, right? And, and you can have this like cool, like no one kind of knows what it is. It almost looks like a trash heap, but then you pull it up to the light and it like explodes right, with color. Right. And it's so cool that you can do that with 3D printing. Like the technologies right now with 3D printing is just exploding. I agree. That's like kind of why I wanted to get into it um, because one of the, the biggest things for me is I wanted to get into 3D printing, not because of, um, not only because it's a huge passion of mine, but also because I wanted to try to start a little business with 3D printing. And I thought, hey, you know what, what can I make? So I started out with dart holders and now I'm making these lithothanes. Eventually it, it will probably be up on the website within a week to make your own lithothane. Basically you give me your image and I can go ahead and 
develop a lithotape for you. So people generally what they do, because you have to have a light source behind it, they'll also get like a LED light array and they'll put it behind it or they'll put it and they'll make a lampshade uh, out of lithotape so that oh, you can so cool. actually put it around a, a regular mm. light and it will make a picture of you and your loved one or whoever else it is. So yeah, it's a pretty cool technology. I'm working on it. Again, I'm not sure when I'm going to get it on the Etsy, but it's it's a really, really cool thing that I'm working on this week. Yeah, I, I freaking love that, man. Technology is so awesome. And I, I like that, you know, you know, this is an interesting story. Uh, Radmaker Bro and I actually had our experience with a 3D printer maybe seven years ago. Uh, my mother brought a 3D printer uh, back. From, oh, I remember you know, this. Yeah, from our neighbors, and our neighbors are like, "Yo, we don't really use this anymore." And we brought that back, and we were well, like, "Actually, some... actually, okay. that went a little bit differently uh, than what you may remember." I believe that actually these neighbors made me memorize ten Bible verses, and in order to get the three D printer, I had to be able what? to say the Bible verses back to them. <laughs> <laughs> then I was no, able you never told me this. You never yeah. told me this. That was the well, holiest 3D printer I ever got. <laughs> I was about ready. I was quite literally going to say thank the Lord because <laughs> we what we had is we had exposure to that. That is a holy, holy uh, yeah, yeah, 3D printer. But anyways, the story goes is that's kind of how Ratmaker Bro got into it, man. We were we'd sit there for hours, and honestly, they kind of just tossed it to us. They didn't have, give us any instruction, and we're you're trying to use this with our 2012, 2013 <laughs> desktop computers and and Chromebooks, and it's just not working. And so we we did get like brief like brief designs out, but the, honestly, they were I, nothing as cool as what you're making right now. And I think that is awesome. And I can't wait to well, have thank you, uh, thank you. more segments where you talk more about your projects and what you're passionate about. And, you know, it's great because what you're passionate about is 3D printing, which I also have like a small fascination right. with. I, on the other hand, am very passionate about tech and Oh, that's games. cool. Yeah, I am. I'm actually working tech. So I have just been it's just been an innate kind of part of me from a long time. All right. Time. Well, what kind Which, of video game updates do you have this week? So I I think what we got to talk about is we got to talk about the COD Warzone. It's so a Call of Duty Warzone update. Uh, the DMR Mac 10 update was pretty much we've been all waiting for uh, Raven Software, which is doing all the updates right now, uh, essentially taking over control of, of um, basically the weapon balances. They tweeted out uh, a couple of days ago and they're like, yo, uh, this is like a summarize. They're like, yo, we, we heard you. We're going to put out these updates for the DMR and Mac 10. And if you guys don't know, the DMR Mac 10 are completely overpowered in this game. It is absolutely insane. We got folk squads. They're a little, uh, little you know what? But I'm not even going to say what they are. Yeah, I, I was but, just going to ask you what a DMR was because I I'm not really into video games as much as you are. Albeit I did play a lot with with our younger brother Asa over break, but I do not know what a DMR is. Can you just? I know you said you didn't want to, but maybe you can just expand. What the heck is a DMR? Okay, that's a good question. Okay, a DMR for you, Radmaker Bro, who doesn't know too much about the the video game Call of Duty uh, <laughs> Come atmosphere. On, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, the DMR is like a marksman rifle. So if you ever been, uh, if you ever watched like the Olympics, Winter Olympics, that marksman rifle that you, it's it's not like yeah. that. Obviously, it's yeah. much more high yeah. profile, but it gives you kind of a good idea. I know exactly so what you're talking about. They would they would consider that a technical rifle. So 
maybe like a, a you know what like our our dad's 270 so oh, that's dude, that thing's wild what, yeah it's wild so essentially that's what it is it's a tactical rifle but the thing is this gun uses medium assault rifle ammo when it should be using sniper ammo it's unbelievably overpowered and the oh my god is is kind of like an uzi on steroids so anyways oh. they're extremely overpowered so hold, on, hold on hold on let's unpack this a little bit so it got updated the dmr got updated so what exactly yeah. does that mean for this specific gun you said it, it gives it more pack or does it speed it up a little so essentially when we had this combination of okay we had uh, Call of Duty uh, uh, Black Ops Cold War come out, and the whole idea and the whole update was to combine the Modern Warfare and Call of Duty together. And they came together, and it was this happy little you know co- uh, connection, right? And oh, it was that's great. funny. So what, yeah. I yeah. have a story about this. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear. What is it? I'm sorry for interrupting. Hold your thought. But when you gave us your, your Christmas list, uh, or your passions for Christmas, whatever. And, and we were looking for some kind of Christmas gift for you. We went to GameStop and said, what kind of games do you have that integrate into modern <laughs> warfare? And the guy had no idea. He was totally it's cold war. That's literally why he I didn't, did it. <laughs> he didn't know. He was like, I don't know. He's like, Typically, if you're playing Modern Warfare, that's all you really need. Oh, what a stupid guy. Oh, my (laughs) God. It's obviously Warzone. I mean, Call of Duty. I was literally trying to get you. I wouldn't really call him stupid. Maybe he just didn't know. He's not as advanced as you, Asher. He doesn't know about the DMRs and the AMFs or whatever the fuck you're calling them, you know? (laughs) Okay, okay. I apologize to the the random GameStop employee. I am really sorry, okay? But um, it's funny. That is a funny story because I was trying to – to like hint at cold war without saying cold war uh but that's funny that you went to gamestop looking for that but anyways back to to summarize the quick update is essentially we have the whole story of cold war and my uh, modern warfare combining right, right. when they combined um when they uh, the original people so i think it was um uh activision when they brought mm-hmm. the the games together, they overpowered the DMR and the MAG-10 and a couple other gun- guns from uh, Cold War. And everyone uses the overpowered guns. And it's not fun because if everyone is using the same exact gun, there's not variety. Um, the game that you play and love to have certain guns that kind of fit your playing style. I mean, even if you have guns now that you want to use, uh, like a, maybe a machine gun or a right. sniper, you can't use right. them. Because the DMR and MAC-10 are overpowered and everyone uses them. So, oh, anyways, that sucks. So you have so many OP users, but basically since everybody's using them, is anybody OP'd now or is that just kind of a – I mean, what's Not that? really. It's kind of pretty much – it's pretty much everyone's OP and it's crazy. But it's if everybody's OP, then everybody's on the same playing field. But, okay, that's a good question. But I have, a, I have an additional counter for you. Okay. If you are playing this game, okay, so a lot of times if you have, let's say, a DMR or a tactical rifle or an assault right, right. tactical rifle or a boxing rifle, you have distance, right? But you don't right. have the rate of fire. So okay. if I have, like, say, a marksman rifle, which I'm going to shoot and then reload, there's a space uh-huh. in between where I can maybe use a class that's not a tactical rifle, like an assault rifle or a submachine gun, then I can counter that sniper or tactical rifle user. But what's going on I with see, this gun, I with see. the rate of fire and the uh, being overpowered, um, everyone is using it, and it's got a great rate of power. It's, it's basically like a sniper and 
an assault rifle together, it's completely unfair. There needs to be a balance there so people who with submachine guns and assault rifles can play the game comfortably and be good without having someone who has a sniper rifle hybrid with some kind of steroid uh, in there that's just making this gun crazy overpowered. Right. I I see where you're coming from. Uh, But I do also, like just hearing intuitively, again, I'm not a gamer. So I'm going to paraphrase that before going into this. But what I do want to say is maybe sometimes you don't want to have everybody on the same playing field because how can anybody ever progress to be an expert, to get all those kills? I heard somewhere that maybe the servers do group people who are good at one level. Like maybe they're all level eight between level eight and level 10. They'll all get into one game. I don't know because I remember being extremely frustrated with Fortnite when I was playing it. And I came in about a year late. And I was so bad at it, but everybody else was so good. Their servers didn't link people like that. So maybe in a future future episode, we can get into it. But I think maybe we need to discuss in the future how games actually sequence the players into the match and if yes. it's fair or not. What what that is called uh, in the industry is skill-based matchmaking. And while Activision, who runs a Warzone, claims it doesn't actually happen or that doesn't exist, uh, it does. And we can definitely okay. get into that. Uh, I have a huge amount of articles and, and just rants on that on another right. episode. We, we definitely need to touch on that. But, For sure. Um, the main thing is is I want to talk about this basic update, okay, done by Raven Software. Raven Software is now taking over the updates for, for Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, really? Um, yes. Yeah. I don't well, know and, who they are, but they well, sound like a noodle. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they made their uh, – I think they made a, a few other uh, Modern Warfare games. I think Modern Warfare 3. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Uh, but they are also part of the, the triad that is helping update uh, – keep updates on on Warzone. Anyways, they, they basically tweeted out to get back to the whole point, man. We were way off topic here. Uh, they said, hey, they said, we're going to do an update. We're, we hear you players. We're going to nerf, okay? If you don't know what nerfing is, it means that we're we're cutting those stats down. We're making it so so much better. Uh, right, and, right. and so they were so excited. Everyone in the gaming community was actually pretty hype about this. Um, and they did it. And it was actually trash. So it was like a 30 gigabyte update. It went live for systems. And once players began hopping into the game, um, the happiness quickly turned sour, man. Uh, They noticed that the DMR hadn't really uh, changed at all. And the same thing with the Mac 10. So that's something to keep in mind uh, as as you video gamers out there. Uh, And if you're not a video gamer, that's okay because that's why I got Radmaker Bro here. Right, right. He's on the other end. Let me summarize for the non-video gamers. There was an update <laughs> please, please to do, this video do. game that, as I understand it, updated two different weapons, a DMR and a Mac 1. And these then. two weapons, <laughs> I'm probably getting this wrong, but the DMR and the Mac 1, they basically, the updates were absolutely useless. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And I hit it on the head. You, you, you hit it on the head right ah, there with that yeah, hammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. <laughs> anyways in other news moving along thank you so much for for challenging my uh call of duty uh thoughts there uh but moving on let's talk about elon musk he's like the electric daddy i mean he's the guy (laughs) that everyone's talking about right now but anyways this week 
with the valuation of Tesla just being skyrocket, I think it's over $800 now. Um, oh, wow. Elon Musk is the richest man with, I think, $185 billion. Now, this actually, is Actually, not- to, to correct you, I, I actually have pulled up here on Google, or actually, I use uh, Bing, so kill me now. But uh-huh. basically, I have $189.7 billion listed for Elon Musk. As oh, it's been updated. Now. It's been updated. So at the data that I was taking was from the 7th, and it just keeps on going up. So today right. is the- he just keeps, his wealth just keeps getting more and more Man, and more. What? And is there any way we can- we can put this conceptualize it for our, our audience here. Like how much is that? Like if you think uh, I mean, $189.7 billion, I mean, what was the stimulus package? What was that? What was that package? At the US that government? was actually in trillions. So I think, okay. it was like, yeah, it was in trillions. I think the first original was uh, in trillions. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. How much was the stimulus? Guys, I am so sorry. Radmaker bro is still in okay. 2001 with this typing. Um, and he's just, <laughs> he's just typing right. away. Anyways, um, okay. It was 900 billion. So yeah, that's not even close to his net worth just to put that in perspective for everybody. So just to recap, Elon Musk, 189.7, the stimulus package, anybody interested was 900. What did I say? Billion trillion. Yeah. Billion? It was billion. Yeah. It was, but billion? okay. Listen, 900 listen billion and i just want to run you through i i will get to you but i why well, man why i have this web page pulled up i'm gonna I'm read so off to you. the so next passionate. four <laughs> the next four richest men in the world so after elon musk we have jeff bezos and he is currently at 185.7 so what elon musk was two days ago <laughs> <laughs> and then we have and then we have bill gates and he's at 122 billion as of 2021 and underneath bill gates is mark zuckerberg which is at 98.31 so he hasn't even broken the 100 Man, billion Zuck threshold yet in 2021 but that's still filthy rich i mean at some point these guys don't even care about money like that section of their brain must totally be just like removed like at some point it's like what is well, money? if you think about it you said you wanted to conceptualize like how much money it is i mean think about this if anything you could ever want in this entire world you could have with 185 or 189 billion actually just for for some people out there 189 billion is more than some countries working budgets okay right. so That's true. in terms of what what they want to get as private citizens is pretty much anything. But there's something right. that we need to discuss right, right now. Uh, Elon Musk's uh, uh, fortune is in evaluation. So I think it's the same thing right. with, with Jeff Bezos as well. Right. Is it's an evaluation based on right. his amount of shares he has in Tesla. I think it's the same way with Jeff Bezos. And maybe Jeff Bezos has more on hand cash. Uh, but right. it's something to think about that this is not, I don't believe this like, is in hand cash. Yeah, uh, they still yeah, have a true. crap ton of money that they can do stuff with, but uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. It's always important to keep that in mind when when you hear somebody's worth one hundred eighty nine point seven billion or one hundred eighty five in Jeff Bezos' uh, case, because like like Asher was saying, it's not always exactly they can't go into their closet and pull out 189 or 185 billion dollars because they don't have it it's all it's it's tied up in assets that are not actually cash so a lot of times people look at that and say that uh and and yeah i digress a little bit but anyways i wanted to point out one thing actually you mentioned that 
anything you want, you can have when you have this much money. I do want to make that cliche side note. That is maybe you can't have everything because some things money can't buy like happiness. So oh. Just keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got, you know Ron, saying? We got a freaking Ron, a rom-com in here. <laughs> Rainer's landing on like the South African, uh, South African coast is like, I can buy anything, but I can't buy my, okay, fine. But I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a fair point though. I mean, you got to think about it. You can't yeah, sure. always have what you want, even if you have. I think that if you're if you're also that rich, though, you can probably also find someone who you can love. They might not right. love you for right. you, but you can still love them. Right, but happiness is more than that. I think being I think happy is, true. is a mindset. So, anyways, just wanted to point that out. And romcomboy.com. But romboy, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that's a very interesting news topic that you brought up and I really appreciate you bringing that to light because although I did I do think I did see that this week I didn't really dwell on it as much as we did right now so that was really interesting speaking of interesting things we do have going on actually ending today through the 5th and the 8th is the consumer electronics show CES and I really wanted to touch on this because uh, a lot of times CES does touch on 3D printing, um, but I think you actually, uh, on top of me, wanted to talk about this a little bit more because you actually had a few things that you noticed for the top gadgets of CES in 2021. How about you go ahead and share with us what those were? I mean, yeah, so we got a great, we got an incredible amount of technology that's coming out in 2021. And I'm not going to mention all of them, some that I'm just personally impressed by. Um, The first being is uh, the LG 48 inch bendable display. Um, This is basically, LG is basically planning to make a 48 inch bendable CSO display and it's ultra, it's an ultra slim film. Um, And uh, yeah, it also has a, excuse me, has an exciter that vibrates the display. Why would I need that? I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking 48 inches is huge, one. And why the hell am I going to fold it like I fold my bed sheets every morning? Like, oh, I'm done watching TV, honey. Let me fold the TV up. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell is a 48-inch foldable? What's, what's necessary about that? Are you sure well, you have that right? No, no, no. I definitely have it right. It is a 48-inch bendable display. Now, I... When you are saying foldable, we're not talking about a foldable phone. It's bendable. So have you ever seen those Samsung curve displays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of curve inward and outwards. This is essentially what the 48-inch bendable display is. Um, But this is incredible. But but why? Can you bend it around corners? I mean, what's the use case for this? Because this is perfect for for, uh, viewpoints and video games. What's crazy is that... It vib- It has an exciter in there that vibrates the display. So the, you know, when you're like crashing into a, a maybe a plane or a product, or you're shooting a gun. The screen itself has a vibrator in there to give you a more realistic feel. And then on top oh, that's of that, cool. this, you'll like these because these are going to be in metrics. Okay, the display, uh. <laughs> the thickness of the display is just 0.6 millimeters. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me bring mill- up to speed. That's about <laughs> the thickness of a credit card. Just so you guys know. Thickness of a credit card. Actually, I have a pair of calipers right now. I'm going to take out my credit card and I'm going to measure it. And I'm going to tell you guys how thick a credit card is, okay? Just so you know this, I'm going to take out my calipers. Again, they're Harbor Freight calipers, so you really probably don't. Well, I don't even know if they've been calibrated correctly. <laughs> even trust theirs. Okay, so the thickness of a credit card in millimeters, I'll give you both, is 0.83 millimeters. Now, in inches, it is 0.0325 inches. 
What? And if you want to see it as a fraction, it's one thirty seconds of an inch. So this display is actually thinner than a credit card. It is thinner than a credit card. You're oh, talking wow. a display that is thinner than a credit card, 48 inches, and it's foldable, which I'm not sure what that feature is. I, again, I already said what. Okay, what, it's why do bendable. Okay, it's bendable, Radmaker Bro. Okay, it's not foldable. <laughs> they don't say anywhere. But once in it's their in disc- station, why do you have to repeat bend it? What, are you going to take it home and bend it on a custom Listen, app? I'm not in charge of marketing, okay? <laughs> I can't answer these questions. I mean, and I'm not trying to kill our marketing from Samsung. Is it Samsung that's making this? But I'm just With saying, LG. like, it's Samsung. Oh, LG. Sorry, LG, for discussing you in the same mouth as they did Samsung. I know your competitors. But anyways, I mean, how the heck, like, why do you need a bendable display? I, I would like to really ask our listeners to tell us this. Like, why do you need a bendable what would you display use, yeah. if it's already set into the stance that you need it to play video games? Again, I'm not dissing it 100%. I'm just saying sometimes I think technology keeps getting smaller due to Moore's law. And I'm saying, why the heck do we have to keep making these crazy use cases for them and then sell them as a key marketing point? I just mean, my opinion. Uh, but yeah, that's you. a very that's a good interesting opinion. Guess. It's a good opinion. I'll say sometimes smaller is better. Um, definitely in my case. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. If you guys are out, if any guys are anything like me, again, this doesn't sound like a sponsorship, but if you're anything like me and you guys struggle with sleeping and waking up in time, this next product has been introduced at CES 2021. This? It's called oh Ollie. It's called Ollie by Ollie. Is it a skateboard uh, trick? No. No. <laughs> no, listen, okay. This is a portable sunlight solution that's geared towards improving sleep. You may ask, hey, how does that work? Well, you have to know a little bit about the company. Lupul is a startup and part of Samsung's C-Lab outside incubator house. So that's Samsung's way of saying, hey, come build your really cool product under our name and we'll market it for you and make all the right, money. Right, and right. Right. So it's like a tier. It's a supplier to Samsung almost. Exactly. Yeah, it's okay. a supplier. The device is basically marketed as the first human-centric light-emitting diode. So it's LED. Um from Samsung that helps people wake up on time. So it's an artificial sunlight. So if you know anything about science, you know that our eyes are designed to wake up when the sun rays hit them. So, Oh um, really? If I know anything about science, I'm going to know that. I actually never really thought of that, but it does make sense. (laughs) Well, yeah. So if without getting into too much detail, it's all, you have to go really into a lot of the circadian rhythm, but essentially, essentially when a, a photon hits your eyeball, it activates the circadian rhythm, which essentially activates the hormones that start to wake you up. And it's how we oh have boy. this 24 hour body cycle. I never cycle. ever thought I'd be talking about hormones on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, now well, let's do it, bro. It. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially it. That's essentially right. it. So and this what was that called? Great, the circadia? Circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. That sounds like a really cool name for like a band. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, let me just touch your circadian rhythm a little bit and wake you up with my artificial LED. I think it's called a light emitting diode. (laughs) Okay, well, I can get behind it. I yeah. can get behind I think, it. it I think if you cool. would try that, I think what you're saying is you sometimes maybe you don't fully understand it. But if you could put this in your house and you could set it to wake you up at 
like let's say you are a really early riser before the even sun actually happens. Right. If you can put this in your house and it's going to elit a nice kind of warm sunlight glow to wake you up instead of your alarm right. clock, what it's also going to do is it's also going to help you bring you out of REM uh, in the best way uh, possible. REM sleep. So, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I, oh yeah, my I've God. heard of it too. Let me, let me just say, so you're talking about a new technology for alarm clocks, basically. This is it's what not the a new, It's tech- not a new technology. LED is not new, but yes. Samsung is, Samsung is basically marketing it that way. Right. They're integrating it into a device that will now wake you up. LEDs have been around for a long time. I understand. I think uh, longer than you and I both can even uh, imagine. But I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's a cool technology. That's something I didn't, really even ever think of and that's that's interesting what else you got um and that is actually it in terms of interesting things there's a lot more things uh they just don't catch my attention in terms of gadgets um but of course if you if the listeners are you know wanting to learn anything uh, my favorite website is um basically the ces website so check it out there's a lot of really cool things out there um and we're really expected to see a lot a lot more things coming out here in uh, 2021 Okay, well, that's very interesting. I'm glad we added that little bit of an update for our listeners. Thanks for explaining all these interesting gadgets that were at CES this year. Um, I, I think you picked two really good ones that I really didn't uh, even think about because I'm more into 3D printing. Um, so that was really interesting. Uh, and, and if I gave you too much crap, we'll deal with it. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, we, we're about to wrap things up here, guys. But before we do that, we want to get into uh, our weekly brain teaser. And this is a little segment where Asher or myself will give a brain teaser and then we'll ask clarification questions. And then in the next week at the beginning of the podcast, we'll go ahead and get the answer to it. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll give another brain teaser. There's something for you guys to kind of think about. Um, our challenge to you is not to look it up on the internet and kind of just think about it. Um, and uh, eventually, I think we're going to get to a point where we're going to have a form where you can submit your answer. And the first one to submit will get a free keychain uh, from me. I'll 3D print you a keychain with our name on it and uh, send it to you. So eventually we'll get there. Uh, we, we have to set up an email yet because it's our first episode, but we're really excited about this podcast. And especially me, I, I've always wanted to have something where I get together with Asher and, and, and we talk about our passions. And I think this is a really good form to do that. So Asher, without any further ado, how about you go ahead and, and give me the brain teaser and uh, we'll end it if I don't have any questions. Sure, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we are going to start off with quite a tricky one. Um, I actually tried to solve this on my own before I looked at the answer, and I was pretty dumbfounded. So, <laughs> so here it is. Um, I'll kind of get. Doesn't take much, does get, it? <laughs> so I am going to kind of get into character here. Um, okay. And so let's <clears throat> kind of do it. This is my uh, riddle voice. I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with wind. What am I? Wow. Okay, so let me just let me just kind of clarify it in case you guys didn't get that. I'm gonna say it one more time, and if I have any questions after I say it, I'll let you know. I speak without a mouth and hear without ears. I have no body, but I come alive with the wind. What am I? So at this point in time I have no clarification questions. But I already have an idea of what it could be. I'm not going to say it right now, 
Uh, but uh, I look forward to hearing this, the, the answer to this riddle, this brain teaser. And uh, that's a good one, Asher. Good, good start to, thank to you, this thank week. You. Thanks, everybody, thank for tuning in. This podcast has been produced and edited by Asher and Rainer Bro. <laughs>